Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is our replacement for our uh, first coast-to-coast show that we usually drop at this time with Santa Anita canceling. We uh, do not have a coast-to-coast bet this week. That will be back next week and better than ever in the form of uh, two loaded days at Santa Anita and Gulfstream. We're also going to be doing a live stream next Saturday, which is going to be a ton of fun. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, joined today once again, as I was yesterday, for a look at the racing out in uh, California by an analyst, a race caller, a man we always love to have on these airwaves from Golden Gate Fields. He's Matt Dinnerman. Matt, what's going on? Hey, Pete. Good to chat with you. Yeah, we had uh, we had a good time chatting yesterday about our races, and and hopefully on Sunday here we have some success as well. And we've got some fun races in store on this Sunday, Pete. And a lot of eyes are going to be on us because, you know, especially the second half of the card, we're pretty much the only game in town in North America. That's right. And we've seen uh, we've seen our listeners in particular. I'm not I'm not saying that we we have uh, a bunch of action junkies in our midst or anything like that. Actually, I probably am saying that um, even some eyeballs that that are not always on Golden Gate, I think, are going to be particularly focused on it. And with that in mind, I'd love to talk to you about any current uh, trends you've been seeing, any riders or trainers you've been upgrading of late who are doing particularly well that might, you know, escape the the the, the obvious uh, answers in, in those regards. I didn't prep you for this, so if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. But I was just curious to pick your brain for a little bit about that. We've got a couple of new riders here that I think are really showing a lot of talent. And we have a very underrated riding colony here. We have some very good riders, very smart riders. And for those who listened to our show yesterday, uh, you heard me talk about trips and, and being patient and being smart. And we have some really solid riders, I think. here. I think there are a lot of riders that here that could ride in a lot of different places with a lot of different people. But we've got two new riders that I think maybe people aren't that familiar with. One of them is Edwin Gonzalez. He comes from Gulfstream Park, and he's had success over there in Florida. Trainer Jonathan Wong uh, brought him here to ride as one of the top go-to guys for the barn. And he has started out like a rocket. This jockey here, Edwin, he's 10 for 30 to start his Golden Gate field's career so uh, he's riding very well and i've been very impressed with what i see from him i think he's a very good rider also alexander chavez he's third in the standings he came here from thistledown and i think they really found a gem in the rough there i mean he's a strong finisher he's very aggressive uh he's not scared to split horses come up the rail he's a very good rider and i think you're going to see some really good things from him moving forward alexander chavez sort of a a, a rising jockey that you want to be able to keep your eye on because I think he's got a very bright future. No, oh, that's great stuff. Anybody on the training side doing particularly well or, or that you wanted to give a shout out to? We've got a lot of good trainers here as well. I mean, I think that looking at, at the form, we talked about Sammy Calvario uh, yesterday and, and Sammy is very good and he, he's really sharp and you, you have to pay attention to him and you especially have to pay attention to him when he claims a horse when he gets a horse uh for maybe southern california he's very very solid uh jack steiner is a trainer that doesn't have a giant string by any means but uh, he's very very good doing very well and i think that you just look on the page and you see the usual customers a cedric tamayo jonathan wong 
you go through the list, Steve Speck, Tim McCann, Steve Sherman. I mean, all these guys are very, very reliable. So um, the good news for you is you've got a lot of good trainers to choose from. Not that you want to place your bets solely on uh, the trainers, but you can have confidence knowing that these horses are coming into races fit, well-spotted, ready to run well if you're playing these races and maybe aren't as uh, in tune with all the trainers and their patterns and, and their success levels. I think that's well put. A good overview and uh, something that's going to help out our folks who are diving in to these races on Saturday and Sunday at Golden Gate. Let's move to the races themselves, starting with race number eight, 745 Eastern, 445 local. This one goes. It's an allowance race. We're going a mile on the synthetic. Who do you like to win, Matt? This is a great betting race. I mean, this is a this is a great betting race. I think there are a multitude, many, many, many ways to go in this race. Um, Tribal Nation is a horse that his last two races he's run off. To, to be 100% blunt and honest, I didn't think either time he was ridden that way it was necessary. I don't think he need to open up 8-12 lengths, especially on this Tapita surface. And one of those races, he got away with it and ran a huge race. But last time out, they tried the same thing and it didn't work. This horse will need the lead horse, but he doesn't need to go that fast. So uh, you've got Asael Espinosa, the leading rider aboard. He's back aboard. He was aboard three starts ago. I think Asael gets along really well with this horse, and I think he's really found uh, the key to getting him to to relax and settle because even though he's been on the lead with Asael, uh, he is Asael been able to slow this horse down a bit. And the last two times with a different jockey, that was not the case. That said, with Tribal Nation in this race, I think the pace will be pretty swift. I think if Asael rations the speed with this horse, then he's the horse to beat. That said, there are a lot of horses in here that have very good form. Uh, one of them that I have an eye on is Cody Action, uh, who even though he might be a little bit better on the turf, I think thought he ran a much better than looked effort last time out and came with an absolute flourish down the lane. Uh, so I think he's one that's very interesting. Sunny spot number one draws the rail with Edwin Gonzalez, coincidentally. Uh, this horse, not something you see often. He's eight years old, and he is just in razor-sharp form right now. I mean, this horse did not have great form even over the summertime, and for whatever reason, something happened, and you look at his form, it's just one good race after the other against good horses, and he comes off a runner-up finish to Memo Daddy, who is a, uh, I think he's a multiple first-level allowance winner here at Golden Gate, this condition. So, uh, Tribal Nation, I think, is the horse to beat, but you've got a couple others in here that are going to come from off the speed. Uh, Buenissimo, another one from the Steve Sherman barn. This horse has run some good races. He's quite inconsistent, but his best race will put him in the hunt. So uh, I think this is a wide open race, even though Tribal Nation, I think he's going to be the morning line favorite, and I think he will be the horse to beat. But I think there are different ways you can go. Buenissimo is the one I wanted to ask you about, who I think is going to be the mm -hmm. seven runner in here. Been running in better company than a lot of these. A lot of these are on the way up. This horse has been running against some good horses. I just felt like that was a pretty tricky trip, all things considered, last time after the the uh, shuffling at the start and an, er, a bit of an early move and seemed to, to stick on okay. Stones River, and the time was good too. It took, Stones River beat him that, that day. Um and I don't know what kind of trip he's going to get between. Uh, I don't know if they're going to try to chase Tribal Nation. I can't imagine that would go. That would go great for Stones River. Stones River has not passed horses, but 
at least is drawn outside of tribal nation. I was considering trying to keep him on side. And then, yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It was like you were reading from my notes on tribal nation, this idea that Espinosa just seems to get along with this horse better. And I think is a legit pace threat. If they back off somehow with Stones River, could be long gone. If the two of them hook up, I'm going to take a shot with Buenissimo in this spot, um, the seven, and see if we can't uh, get a little bit of success. It, it sounds like you buy the Buenissimo angle. Do you Do you see uh, Do you see Stones River at all? I think I, I sort of believe exactly what you do. I think Stones River's in a really tough spot because Tribal Nation is not going to rate. They're, they can get him to relax a little bit on the lead and, and go a little bit slower on the lead, but he's not going to rate. And Stones River just doesn't seem to pass horses. And not to say he can't run an effective race. We've seen him stock the pace. I think there was a race uh, last year at Santa Anita where he stocked and he hit the board. He ran fine. He didn't run bad. He just didn't win. I just feel like you do, Pete. I, I agree with you. I think that this horse is better when he's up on the pace and he, he's not asked to run by horses because he, he seems to sort of stay in the same spot the whole race. Uh, when he's laying second or third, he usually sort of sticks around there. Uh, and, and I think that a horse like Buenissimo, he's the opposite. I, extremely inconsistent horse. You don't know what you're going to get with him. There are races where he can be very vulnerable because he just doesn't fire. But his best race, for example, we saw him beat American Farmer four starts ago. And American Farmer's a stakes winner up here who uh, we saw him just recently, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, beat second-level allowance horses and run second in an open allowance behind the grade three Berkeley handicap winner in Lamas. So to to me, I, I think that, you know, if Bonissimo comes back with that four-back effort, I think you're onto something with him. But that's the question mark. Is he going to be able to duplicate that? I'll use mostly seven and four. I have a knee jerk thing where I try when there's a common race and there's a horse that beat a horse I'm picking on top in the common race that I think is going to be a halfway decent price this time around. I'll tend to try to leave them in as a backup. Now that might make more sense in longer pick bets and the double, you got to be a little bit more surgical. So maybe I'll end up leaving stones river out, but I am going to list as a sort of a B type runner with the seven and four as the main plays Matt liked it four, six and one um, in, uh, in race number eight on Sunday, which will bring us to our nightcap, which goes at eight fifteen Eastern five fifteen local maiden special weights four and up. We're going a mile on the synthetic when it comes to this late double on Sunday, Matt, how are we going to get paid? Yeah. So I'm going to spread in that first leg. I'm going to go pretty deep there. Even though Tribal Nation, I, I would say, is the horse to be, I think there are ways you can go to indicate maybe you can get a price there. Race 9, I, I don't find a price here. I think that there are two Southern California horses uh, that are just a lot better than these horses. Sariha and Lottery Pick, I, I just think they're faster. I think they're better. And even though there are times where these Southern California horses, I notice up here, they get over bet. Sometimes people just gravitate towards them. Uh, and, and sometimes that's the right move and other times it's the wrong move. And I've seen horses go off at way lower odds than they should. Uh, that being said, in this particular race, I see these two as many lengths faster than our local horses in this race. And I, I'm not going to try to beat them. I think that either you like one of them, for example, and you single them or you, you use them both and you move along. And that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm going to try to separate them, and I may be getting too cute by half here, but I was thinking Saria is the one that I was more interested in. 
Um, just keeping better company, versatile in the running style. I love the cutback for this one. I'm just looking to pick up a little bit of equity by being maybe a little bit clever and saying that, you know, as good as the, the lottery pick run last time was, uh, you know, sort of running on into that fast pace, it was, um, it, it was it was a maiden claiming group. Now, interestingly, on Timeform US, the race is rated the same as Saria's uh, maiden special weight race. So I, I may be I may be getting a little bit too fine here, but I was thinking lottery pick likely to be on the lead against this group. I think Saria could just pull a perfect uh, perfect trip. I don't think, despite being on the lead last time, that that's uh, where she'll be today. I think they'll revert to stalking and pouncing tactics, and and uh, I'm going to hope that uh, she can get the job done for us to close things out at uh, at at Golden Gate. And yeah, I just agree with you. I don't think um, I don't I don't feel like the local horse is quite uh, quite class up with it with the two and the four. And the thing about Sariha that I want to mention is that you look at her odds that she's gone off at. I mean. 30 cents to the dollar, four to five. There was a race she went off at a seven to five. Her last race over in Ireland, she was eight to five. All these races, she was favored. And besides her first career race sprinting, she has run six times after that. And every single time she's run second, we have a, we have a mare here named Coco's mom. She's like, Oh, for 42 Pete. And she keeps hitting the board against main special weight company and they finally put her in for 8000 They said, let's try to get a win. And she hit the board, and she ran third <laughs> again. The, I, maybe I'm overthinking it. The I'm only tired. concern I have with a runner like Sariha is that, does she just run newer company? I mean, you look on paper, and she should win this race. She looks like the fastest runner. I think Graham Motion, who trains, I think he's sending her up here saying, listen, she keeps running second. Let's get a win. Let's give her some confidence and hopefully the light bulb turns on because we've got a decent enough filly here. We just got to get a win. And maybe if that light bulb turns on, maybe she can move forward and and win a first level allowance and do some good for us. So that's sort of what I'm thinking. I I don't think this is a bad move. I don't think it's a suspicious move. I just think he's trying to get a win, but it is something to think about. The win is worth a lot for her with this, you know, this, this group and this pedigree. I mean, just to be able to, to get that win full stop is huge. And then, you know, maybe have that as something to, to build off of. I just think last time she got unlucky, it was a little bit too far. I'm not, I know I'm making excuses for her second, six times in a row. I'm usually looking to beat these types. I'm usually looking to beat types who've been beaten at odds on two times in a row, but I'm making uh I'm, I'm being uh, flexible here and, and making an exception and just going with the old. I think this is the fastest horse angle, and I think things are going to are going to come into line today. And if it doesn't work out here, I think it's time to discuss if maybe there's a, a little bit of a character flaw involved. But we shall see how it plays out. Uh, what else is going on, Matt? Anything else coming up exciting on the on the horizon for Golden Gate? Obviously, there'll be uh, Golden Hour uh, doubles and pick fours resuming next weekend. Any, anything else on the horizon to highlight for the listeners? Well, in March, we've got the inaugural running of the McCann's Mojave Stakes, which is uh, one of three California-bred stakes races that were added to the stakes calendar. I believe the date is March 18th, and I'm going to look it up right now as I speak here. But uh, that's a race. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's for cowbreds going a mile and an eighth on the synthetic surface. And then you want to mark on your calendars, of course, uh, Gold Rush Weekend, the last weekend of April, uh, one week always before the Kentucky Derby. So 
It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great 2023 gold rush. I think the San Francisco mile is going to be absolutely packed. I think it's going to be a full field. We're going to get some really good stakes races. Uh, and that'll be April 29th and April 30th, six stakes on April 29th, a couple more on the Sunday. Uh, and by the way, the McCann's Mojave stakes is on March 18th. So those are sort of some feature uh, races and days going on here at Golden Gate. And of course, you have the Golden Hour double and the Golden Hour pick four, which has been very, very popular. And it's great to be a part of that. We're really happy to be a part of that with Santa Anita, our brother track. And hey, don't forget Golden Gate, because even though Santa Anita runs and they get a lot of action, we do too. And, and we have a lot of fun. And I think we really uh, complement Santa Anita back and forth really well together. And it, it's it's really things are going pretty well up here. So we're really happy. Well, it's great to be able to shine a spotlight on you. It makes me think I should reach out about maybe doing something else for uh, for some of those big days as the as the season goes on. We'll we'll talk about that off air. But we appreciate you coming on, sharing your uh, your your enthusiasm for the product and your institutional knowledge. Great having you on, and hopefully we gave the folks some winners over the course of these couple of days. And I am certain we'll be talking again soon. Appreciate having me, Pete, and happy to come on anytime you need and and we hope that everybody out there listening and watching golden gate this week has a fun and also profitable weekend (laughs) great stuff matt we look forward to uh, seeing you on the microphone as it were thank you for uh, doing double duty for us this weekend we'll thank our our friends at at first we'll be back with uh, coast to coast action and our special live stream next weekend who else should we thank how about our founding uh, partners the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and 10 Strike Racing. Most of all, though, I want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. The show's been a production of In the Money Media. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos.